Hey everyone, my name's Az. I'm the CMO for Merkel Amir, where we work with some of the best brands to transform their customer experiences. We've got some fantastic industry experts for you this episode. So let's kick off our podcast discussing all the things that you need to deliver customer experience management. This is Connected. Welcome to our Field of Vision podcast series, where in each episode, we will share forward-thinking thought leadership and perspective around the future of customer experience. Join us and learn how industry experts achieve desired outcomes, exceed customer expectations, and shape long-term loyalty in a human-centric way. Hi, everyone. I'm Benoit Sugare, Chief Experience Officer for Merkel ENC here in the UK. Um, Merkel Experience in Commerce, um, essentially what we do is, is creating experiences to um, you know, inspire positive customer behaviors and, and really creating lasting value and, and, and helping clients build next generation loyalty, as we, as we call it. Um, but that's, that's enough about, about Merkel. With me today, I have um, the wonderful Samantha Mansfield, Sam, who's head of strategy for us at Merkel ENC. How are you, Sam? Um, very well. Thank you, Benoit. I'm excited to be chatting with you. Today, we're going to be talking about innovation and, and why, why innovation is important. Um, if, if you look today at, at businesses or business leaders, two, two-thirds of them um, have um, said that innovation is an important factor in their organization's success. If you look at the majority of the, the world's most valuable um, companies, they're usually the world's most innovative organizations, so the likes of Apple, Alphabet, uh, the holding company for, for Google, Amazon, the likes of Tesla and Microsoft, you know, whether it's through uh, products they create, the services they offer, even to some extent how they, they position themselves within the market to reach customers. Innovation is, is always at the sort of um, forefront of those, what innovation is always at the forefront of what those companies are doing. So um, today what we're going to what we're going to talk about is how we're going to create, how do you create and how do you foster um, and, and really how do you sustain innovation in, in a working practices um, to sort of enable that, that innovation on, on behalf of customers. And so, um, you know, we, we hear a lot about innovation in our, in our business, um, Sam, we, we, you know, we talk about culture of innovation. Often we talk about the power of innovation. And I was wondering if you could tell us a bit more about, you know, innovation and what does what does innovation really mean and why is it so so important yeah happy to so um very very simply innovation means creating something new and that could be a a new product or a new service or it could be facilitating an existing service in a new way so a really great example of that is 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 tickets um, my parents were visiting the other week and, you know, they're, they're getting on and they were saying, oh, I remember when my plane ticket was, was on paper and there were three copies of it and they tore off the top one and took that from you. And you think about how we do ticketing to today. It's, it's the same service, but we've just facilitated it in a different way by everybody having the tickets on their phones. Um, so that's one example of, of an innovation. And, and the reason that it's important is because we're constantly evolving uh, as a society, as a culture, technology, and and those services need to keep pace with with our changing needs um, right. and the way that we live. And an example of that is, well, as as everybody knows, coming um, through uh, the, our recent years with with the pandemic, um, food delivery that's an innovation. Quick commerce, there was a need 
we, we, the, the way we lived changed. So there was a need to say, well, how am I going to get food to people who can't leave their homes? Or how am I going to stop them popping to the shops three times a week? Um, so that's that's the real power of innovation. It, it means keeping pace with um, our changing needs as a society and, and coming up with new solutions for uh, f- for problems. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think also, I, I, you know, looking at the, you know, companies out there or it's sometimes some of the, the, the clients we work with, it, it's it's clear that a lot of those companies are, are great at their their core business, their core business, but less so when it comes to, you know, trying to invent the future of, of their business. I was reading something the other day that said 50 years ago, yet the Fortune 500 life expectancy was 75 years. Today, the Fortune 500 life expectancy is, is less than 15 years, right? And so, like you say, that we live in a in a constantly changing business landscape. And I think the this concept of agile creativity as well is, is probably a, a really good you know, strategy for, for, for success. Um, in terms of, in terms of innovation, um, do you think there, do you think there is a, um, a a difference in, in the types of innovations? I'm thinking, you know, that there's, we talk sometimes about disrupting, disruptive innovation versus sustaining innovation, uh, which is probably more of a, an ongoing improvement. Do you see that happening? Yeah, I, and I think that's typically driven by exactly what you were just talking about, a, a business industry life cycle. And, and many years ago, because we didn't have the, the technology tools or the communication tools for things to move so quickly, it took a lot longer for a particular service mm-hmm. or industry to become saturated with, with competition. And so then the service becomes much the same and, and there's not a lot to, to, to choose between. And so mm-hmm. sales decline, et cetera. Um, and that's when that innovation piece is really important because you need a way to figure out what the next thing is uh, mm-hmm. to sustain your business um, so that you just it, it doesn't become a race to the bottom of of the same people delivering the same thing in the same way. And I think when you look at kind of ongoing innovation versus disruptive innovation, um, the real power of disruptive innovation is when, the existing players in a particular industry are not doing that sustaining mm-hmm. innovation. That they're they're not progressing as they go. So it's it's ripe for somebody to come in and kind of reinvent that model completely, um, versus right. uh, industries where they're kind of keeping keeping pace uh, with change. Right, right. I feel like the the almost the most successful companies are are the ones that manage to incorporate both types of innovation you know the, the the sustaining innovation which is really about would you know enhancing their existing processes or technologies or product and services and then and then counterbalance this with a slightly more disruptive innovation you know where you start thinking when you you help or, or you have larger businesses that start thinking like smaller companies you know the, the, those new those, those new companies that enter or, or claim a segment. And, and, and I feel that it's, this is where companies are, are usually um, the most successful. And I think also there's, there's, um, there's a, there's a, you know, going back to this question about why, why innovation is important. If you look at, like you said, the, the, the pandemic COVID-19 and the, the, the monumental disruption that there's been, I think we've, we've seen that innovation or at least companies that have, have embraced innovation have been able to, 
um, adapt to start with. They've, they've been able to um, um, really grow or foster some some kind of growth. And then it, it's really where you start seeing where you start separating businesses from from the the, the competition because ultimately it, it is a very crowded uh, market and and. Innovation is really here to sort of distinguish your your business from from your from your competitors, right? Yeah, and I, and I think you hit on a a key word there, really, which is which is adapt or adaptability, mm. and and that's something that really is at the heart of innovation and and innovative cultures, the ability to adapt quickly, and yeah. and typically that means being able to experiment, being able to try something out quickly. So having a, a setup that allows you to come up with an idea, perhaps pilot mm-hmm. it or prototype it quickly and, and, and get some real feedback. And, and oftentimes when we see companies that struggle with that, that can be tied to, um, that can be tied to having a low risk tolerance. So they right. don't want to try something new because what if it fails? Mm-hmm. But the, the, the thing with innovation is, how it fails is really important. That's really important learning right. that allows you to adapt. Um, so I, th- I think that's that's one of the keys when we talk about um, in, in innovative culture or an approach to innovation is yeah. is, is having um, a setup where you're able to to take a few risks to learn something quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And so that that's actually that's a very good point. Of the the how do you you know how 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 should brands uh, think about approaching innovation. You know, so, so for ex- for example, for me, like we were saying before, innovation being something that sort of sets successful businesses apart from sort of more stagnant businesses. I personally, I feel like there's a there's an interesting link between creativity and and innovation, right? And and the importance of of sort of unleashing that creativity within within teams, um, and so. I'd, I'd be curious to to hear your thought on on you know how how do you think um, you know brands should be approaching innovation? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, and, and particularly at Merkel, right? We always we always want to start with with the customer, um, mm-hmm. and that and that's an important piece because for innovation to to really work and and to be adopted. It, it needs to be grounded in in a customer context or a customer problem. You need to be solving something for them or or making something better yeah. or easier, not just making it more complicated. Uh, there was mm-hmm. this story of a, I think it was a couple of years ago now, a startup going to rev- revolutionize the health space, the uh, Juicero. I don't know if you remember this one, but right, they, yeah. these were you know, specific juice combinations for health. And it came with this uh, machine mm-hmm. that you had to use. And, and and people figured out that that was really just very complicated. And they'd just given you the juice so you could just open the juice packet. You didn't need the mm-hmm. the, the, the machine that went with it. And, and that's an example of somebody trying to innovate perhaps for innovation's sake. Right. Which you might get lucky it might work mm-hmm. but it, but it's it's much smarter for for companies to use that creativity on mm-hmm. on a on a well-known problem exactly i think you hit the nail on the head here that there's it's there's it's a really important factor is that 
um, you know, inventing something for the sake of, of inventing, it, it's never going to be enough. I, I think especially with, and we talked often about this at, at Merkel, the, the fact that a lot of the verticals are, are getting younger and, and the newer generation have probably different sets of values than, than the olders. Um, I felt like a, a new concept or a new idea, um, beyond just, um, you know, be, being new needs to sort of almost stand the, the test of, of time and, and more importantly, have some sort of benefit to the, to the society, right? Like it needs to be, it needs to be useful. It needs to be desirable. Uh, it needs to be viable. Um, and I think that there's, um, there's a, a for me personally, I keep going always going back to this concept of, of creativity and the importance of, of of creativity, and I think the that that concept of creativity shouldn't be the, the sole responsibility of, of a design team or of create a creative team, right? It has to be it has to be collaborative, like you were saying. You have to involve users and customers from the start. That's that's sort of like a fundamental principle. Um, and and I think most importantly, like you, you just need to have fun. Also, I think often we we forget about having fun when 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 innovating because it should really be about about the team enjoying coming up with new ideas for um for for a new product or new services or new business model, whatever that that might be, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know the the word you use there, the, the team is 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 key. I think, as you say, it, it's not the to be to be creative problem solvers isn't isn't the sole responsibility of somebody who might have a a creative title. Let's say, um, right. in fact, it sh- it never should be because you mm-hmm. you you need all those different perspectives. If you've got people from your analytics department, or you've got people mm-hmm. from your human resources department, or wherever they come from, they bring a, a, a different skill set, a different way of looking at things. And and kind of layered into that is is something that perhaps doesn't get talked about enough, but the idea of um, accessibility and, and diversity and, and inclusion. The mm-hmm. more diverse you can make your innovation teams, the better, because everybody's got a different perspective on on how a problem appears to them and how they might solve it and when you get all of those people together um, Mm. thinking about that problem you're going to get um, much much better results than if you kind of lock four creatives in a room and say be creative and solve that problem to your point that that's not fun and that's not going to help anybody but if you if you've got that kind of cross-disciplinary diverse inclusive group working together that's when you're going mm-hmm. to get the best results that's a very good point actually that that sort of um brings me to my next question is is how i guess it's two questions in in one it's, it's how do you think because uh, we talk we just talked about collaboration and the importance of, of collaboration how do you think brands organizations should should organize themselves for for innovation and then so that's sort of like the first question. And how much of the innovation work happening in a in a company is is cultural versus a project, or or you know, I call it the spirit of innovation versus act- activities. Yeah. So, and I think I think the two are very related, right? Because it, because if you're starting from zero, if if innovation is is new to your organization, the easiest mm-hmm. way to start it is to do that 
on on a project basis to just get something going um and then and then the more and more you do it 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 can start to become cultural and and some of the very tactical models that we've seen for this is to mm-hmm. in one way to to designate an innovation team and and that team works on a particular problem uh, you know for for a condensed length, length of time let's say you give them a month or perhaps it's it's more like a a sprint and you give them two weeks and what mm-hmm. you do is kind of um revolve people in and out of that innovation team so you know for this two weeks you were a part of it and now you're going back to your to your normal job and somebody else will step in that's that's one way to get started quite quickly and then as it evolves to being less project-based less hackathon based and and more of a of a cultural value right we see organizations that you know in people's job descriptions it, it kind of reserves let's say 20 percent of their time um, for innovation or for problem solving or or for research to figure out what problems to solve. So you might spend 80% of your time on your um, day job for for lack of mm-hmm. lack of a better explanation. But then you've got that additional time to explore what's of interest to you and what you think might be of interest to the organization. And when you start to see roles like that, um, companies organized in that way, that's when you really do have that, to your point, culture of innovation. It, it's just systemic. People know that that's a, a time they have and a responsibility that they have. Exactly. And I think that's one of the, personally, I think it's, and we've talked about uh, this, but it, one of the keys to to innovation and, and, and business success is is just that, just what you said. I think it's, it's really striking the the right balance of, of allocating time and thoughts and and people, even capital, to to how much you you know you're willing to to innovate from scratch, how much like we were saying before is incremental improvement of, of your core business, and I think this is where the 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 culture of innovation is key because that's what helps, like you said, balance that. Right? I don't think you can I don't think you can fake that stuff you can't just sit around with with a bunch of people and, and just come up with ideas i think it needs to be innovation needs to be embedded in your in your culture in order for this to to sort of happen at, at all time and and everywhere and and so and almost to make sure that it's not directed or not a, a, a top-down approach to innovation but rather more of a of a ground-up organic um, innovation and i think you know when you have when you have when your core business is doing really well, uh, like you were saying, I think you have to be you have to be careful about diverting resources away from from your core business, right? So, like you were saying, if, if it's really striking that balance of of allocation of, of time and resources and and, and money um, uh, to to the type you know to the type of innovation that we were say, saying before, you know, the sustaining versus disrupting innovation. Um. Just one one more thought. You were you were talking about um, um, you know ways in which in which brand could could get started earlier in, in innovation. What's your what's your view on that from from your experience? So looking at you know the work that we've been doing um, with with Merkle over the, the years and more recently with some of our clients. What are some of the ways in which um, brands can get started on on innovation? So I think the, the, the easiest way is that oftentimes companies know more than they think they do, right? They, mm-hmm. they, might, they might not have um, um, a dedicated customer insights practice, 
But there's going to be people in an organization who deal with customers, whether that's mm-hmm. customer service or, or if there is a, a research function or um, anecdotally, pe- people will know what, cust- what their customers are, are happy with, what their customers are, are unhappy with. So that, that's a very easy way to start, whether that's doing some internal interviews or, or doing some internal surveying, just to find out, hey, you know, if we were going to solve something for our, our customers, what, what are some, some problems we could solve for them? So you kind mm-hmm. of can get quite quickly your innovation space, if you like, from what you already know. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a big, you know, uh, paid research initiative. And then once you've got that, the easiest way to start is through workshops or hackathons Mm -hmm. or an innovation day. To your point, depending on how you want to balance the kind of um, working model and and budget with with who's going to be focused on it. But that's a really nice way to get going. If you host an innovation day and you've got it focused on those those customer problems and what Mm -hmm. you come out with from that day is really going to be quite valuable and it starts to kind of snowball because if you've got one or two ideas, you could quickly prototype that up and, and then put that in front of customers. And, and does that solve the problem and or doesn't it solve the problem? But again, you learn mm. as much from from what doesn't work. Um, but that's right, typically right. typically what we've seen. And, and as a part of our innovation practice, that idea of understanding first if there's market interest. And so, as I've just mm-hmm. described, that can be done really, really quite quickly. Um, and then if you get a few candidates that you think, wow, this this might be worth investing in to create a pilot, you know, that's when you then start to get a bit mature, a bit more mature about it, create perhaps a pilot program, whether that's um, a limited service or in limited markets, whatever works best for your brand. But you can then start to understand if there's market fit. So going from interest to fit. Um, audience fit, customer fit, market fit, and and move yeah. from there. So it, it's not really as daunting to get started as I think um, some companies sometimes think it is. Right, very true, very true. And there's also because I know we 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 often doing it when um, when when working on on various projects. There's um, what I would call the the intelligence of the the masses, right? So like use you know those concept of crowdsourcing and, and use the the this method as, as a way to to get creative input from external sources as well as internal sources. I've, I've always found that to be a very powerful method to 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 come up with with some form of ideation and 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 start on the on the on the road to to innovation, right? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody knows more than than they think they do. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, thank you. Is there? I mean, I think we're coming to the end of that of, of this um, of this episode, Sam. I, I wanted to to thank to thank you as always. You know, great chatting to you. I don't know if there, there was something that you wanted to, to do. You wanted to say before we uh, we close off this this podcast. Um, just that uh, you know, innovation is, is is essential as as a as humans as a as a society as a community. Um, it, it's essential to to keep moving, to keep thinking, to keep making things better. That's been great. Thank you, guys. And thanks to all our listeners for joining today's episode of Connected. We'll be back again in two weeks. So remember to subscribe and you can check out our website for more information on any of the topics that we discuss at merkelink.com. We'll look forward to you joining us next time. 
Catch you then.